Welcome to another episode of the Mars Drop Talk. The Mars Drop Talk is a community for authentic dialogues where my special guests and I have difficult yet beautiful conversations that empower and inspire our listeners. We have topic on relationship, personal development, music, wellness, and wealth. I'm your host, Marge Desius, and today I've got my favorite redhead in the house. (laughs) (laughs) Tiffany Peterson, I just adore you. Mm, The feeling is mutual, sister. (laughs) I I just love you said I'm your favorite redhead. Like, (laughs) I don't know if there's a better credential I could ever be assigned. (laughs) I love you so much. Listen, today we are about to drop some truth. Drop some real love and drop some positivity out in the air. We're in the 801, Salt Lake City. It kind of like feel good today, right? It's yes, kind of cloudy, trying to get it's like sunny. It's percolating, so it's perfect right? weather. Yeah, I know. But, you know, we, we get used to it. It's Salt Lake. You never know what's going to happen in the air. But today we're dropping some drops of truth and light and healing and empowerment and all of it. All of the good stuff. Mm. Tiffany, tell people, who are you? Mm. I know who you are a little bit, but people need to get to know you a little bit right here on the Mod Drop Talk. So introduce yourself and tell everybody what you do. Well, I'm friends with Marge, so that's already a great <laughs> credential, right? And I'm her favorite redhead. <laughs> yes, you are. But I, I, I'm based here, obviously, also in Salt Lake City, Utah, born and raised here. And I currently professionally spend most of my time working with mostly women and helping them grow their business and a combination of their mindset and their self-care and taking better care of themselves matched with sales strategy. That's my background is I grew up in the corporate world working for Franklin Covey and Rich Dad Poor Dad and Jack Canfield and helped them make lots of money in personal coaching. And keep in mind, Mm -hmm. Marge, I was in this personal coaching world helping people and selling coaching long before anyone knew even what a coach Mm -hmm. was. So, I mean, I've been in this industry of personal professional development for almost 20 years. I was with a training development firm before that group too. So I've watched a lot of evolution of this concept of coaching. And I really think great coaches create safe space for people to grow, right? Like it isn't about necessarily, sometimes, yes, my coaching and consulting mix where I am being consulted about sales systems and strategies, which is more consulting. But coaching is really, I believe, creating safe space mm-hmm. for people to listen to their heart and then have the safe space and the courage to honor what's right for them. But I believe everyone is their own best life coach mm-hmm. if Absolutely. they will just tune in and listen to that. So you know, professionally, I thought I was going to be a special needs teacher. I worked in a few classrooms for a few years while I was going to school. And Well, you are still a special needs teacher. Amen, sister. <laughs> you know, sometimes that comes up when I tell that story from stage and a couple of audiences have said that same thing. Yeah. You're still a special needs teacher because we all have needs and challenges. Yeah. But I just, I love, I love the conversation of helping humans, men and women, really mm-hmm. own who they are and contribute in a more intentional, conscious way. And so it's been an, a quite an interesting path. It's my, my thought is the way life goes is I thought I would be a traditional educator mm-hmm. and then I thought I'd be, uh, get married and be a stay at home mom and raise babies. And that was really what I thought my life would look like. And it looks very different. Mm-hmm. Although the similarities is I'm still a teacher And my motherhood is still the same desire to help children love themselves and contribute positively in their gifts is the same thing that I'm doing just in a different costume with my work. So it's Mm -hmm. been an interesting journey, right? And some of that, there's a few gems in that as well as trusting the journey as Mm -hmm. well as the the heartbeat can look, can be the same, but it shows up, it's manifested sometimes differently. But the willingness to honor what's right and true for you, it's definitely been a core life lesson for me. And for the people I get to support and work with. Uh, I got to tell you, everyone, everybody who's around Tiffany just feels so much better about themselves. I met you through Tara mm-hmm. Starling. And I, I can't even remember what year. Like maybe like years ago, three, though. <laughs> four. More. And then I started, I messaged you to say, hey, I would love to help you. I love uh, organizing events. I love to be part of a team. I love that those kind of stuff. And I'm like, she's my jam. Like I've Mm. been stalking her on YouTube. (laughs) I need to do whatever I need to be around her and help her do whatever she is, um, 
you know, what she is up to. So I message you and say, hey, do you need volunteer? Do you need me to come? And you're like, yes. Yeah, you and your big heart that comes and supports. So thank oh, you. Oh, around elevation. And oh my gosh, that changed my life. Mm. Volunteering and that team of elevation was literally changed my whole life. Mm. Yeah. Well, thank you for doing that. Elevation mm-hmm. is a three-day event that I host. Mm-hmm. And is a great transformational space. And Marge, just as you're hearing, just generously volunteered, like, hey, can I come support? And she's amazing. Obviously, you know this because you're listening to her podcast. Well, (laughs) I have had the best uh, teachers Mm -hmm. around here in Utah. I think our community here of wonderful women inspiring each other is very strong. You know, we live in a world that's so much to be mad about, Mm -hmm. but... Gosh, around here in Salt Lake City, we have a powerful group of women um, doing the right thing and encouraging each other and empowering and inspiring each other. And you are you are so needed in this community. Mm. You make such a difference. You have no idea. Gosh, that's so kind of you. It it's true. I'm not being kind. I'm mm. being I'm dropping some truth. Mm. <laughs> this is what the show is all about. And one thing that you uh, say a lot that I try to leave by is the SWs. Mm. Some will, some won't. So what? Somebody's waiting. Yes, ma'am. Can you, can you like elaborate on that for yeah. our listeners? So the four SWs is something I, I teach in coaching or from a stage as Marge talking about. You can also see it, I believe. Yes, it's on my YouTube channel and different mm-hmm. videos too. And it stands for exactly what she said. Some will, some won't, so what? Someone's waiting. And I got to learn that really intimately for myself. I'm not sure who first created that content to give just fear, clear mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, acknowledgement. But I know I've learned that in a very intimate way where you know, whether it's life advice or sales advice is that I believe is some of the best advice you can live by is the reality is, is if you'll have the courage to put yourself out there and maybe it's a podcast like we're doing today, Mm -hmm. maybe it's hosting an event, maybe you're a sales rep for a company or your own thing or writing a book or, or you're a real estate agent, whatever the thing is that you're up to in life or various things. This also applies personally as well as we put ourselves out there, you know, as a single woman and dating at times, I feel just as vulnerable, if not more so personally with this principle than even professionally. Mm -hmm. But all humans, their biggest fear, Marge, especially when we look at sales or we look at growth, everyone that I would talk to would say, do you want to grow your sales? Of course. Do you want to double your income? Of course. Do you want to be more, you know, in better relationships, more friendships and and so forth. Do you want to follow your heart? And everyone's going to say yes. But Uh what gets in their way of pursuing it? We already know the number one issue that gets in our way of pursuing anything is fear. Mm -hmm. But the strongest fear that tends to surface most commonly is the fear of rejection, right? It's the fear of what if I put my book out there and it gets criticized Mm -hmm. or my YouTube video or this podcast? Mm -hmm. What if I ask for the sale and they tell me no? What if I ask for the date and they tell me no? What if, what if, what if? Is a lot of our fear of rejection. Mm -hmm. And again, it's the fear of it happening. I've been rejected before. You've been rejected oh, yeah. before mm-hmm. and we've lived through it. We're living here to talk about it. Yeah. So, so much of this isn't if you're actually rejected, it's the story in your mind about the fear of being rejected. Mm-hmm. And so the four SWs, as I've been sharing this for many years, is again, personally or professionally, is the willingness to put yourself out there, whether it's your business or it's yourself or it's your art or your craft is the reality is if you're willing to put yourself out there, some will vibe with you. Mm -hmm. They're going to find this podcast, Marge, or your Instagram Mm -hmm. or whatnot and be like, oh my gosh, Marge is so in a resonant field for me. And she's my girl, right? Just like you finding me. And we were Mm -hmm. like, but you would have never found me if I wasn't willing to put myself out there. Absolutely. You see? And so it's like, you can only have soul sisters and soul connections or the love of your life or grow your business by your willingness to put yourself out there. And so what I love about the four SWs is it's a great mindset check to the realities that some will and some won't, Mm. or at least not right now, but so what someone's waiting. And where I learned this uh, really intimately for me is I was brand new to sales at Franklin Covey. Is it okay if I tell the story real quick? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So I was brand new to sales. I was in my, you know, early twenties, brand new to sales. Again, I thought I was going to be a traditional teacher. I'm now in a sales position selling Franklin Covey coaching over the phone. 
And these were coaching programs that, you know, anywhere from $1,500 to say $6,000 to work with a coach. And I'd started there. It was straight commission. So just like real estate or your own business Mm -hmm. or anything, you only made a paycheck if you were closing deals. So all your leads were provided. But the reality of that being straight commission, I'm in a brand new scenario. I'm outside my comfort zone. There's a four-person training team. And we start off with two days of training and then we start getting on the phone. It was inside sales to sell coaching, going through what you'd call cold leads, right? Mm -hmm. We were biting our teeth on leads that Mm -hmm. were people that had not bought or gotten in touch with, but at some point, whether six months or a year ago, had called in and inquired about the program. Mm. And so you're dialing through cold leads, which are not as receptive, but you know, you'll, you'll stir up some business doing that. And part of that sales process, like most things in life, you have a window of that you can return a product or in this Mm. case, a three day ride of rescission, they could cancel their coaching program. So I'm new to this business. I'm working for this gentleman who is very, uh, intense Mm. is a nice way (laughs) to say that. I love him now. I mean, he went on to be a very dear friend and mentor, but I was not used to working for a, a big corporate environment. Mm -hmm. You know, again, I was coming from education and then a small team I'd worked with before big company, large sales floor, about 120 sales rep, most of them men, and I was the, definitely one of the youngest and being female. And I was like, oh my Intimidated. gosh, totally. <laughs> and feeling like I got to, I got to prove myself here mm. and working for this gentleman who, you know, he was very, up, uh, very intense and very disciplined. So that's just a little backstory is here I am. So within that four person sales group, someone's already gotten a sale. I've been on the job five days mm-hmm. and I connect with a woman named Beth. Beth lived on the East Coast somewhere. We have this great connection. We're going through the, the script and the process, and we get to the end, and I invite her to join a coaching program, and she says yes. And I'm so excited, right? My first sale, but yes, you know that first, like, light up. your first sale, <laughs> your first kiss, where you're just like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. She said yes. What do I do? Okay. All right. Okay. And it was so, I was on fire, Marge. Mm-hmm. She signs up for a coaching program. I'm high, you know, on the mountaintop. I'm just thrilled. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I come in the very next day. Again, this is an inside sales, open cubicle environment. I'm on a headset. Mm-hmm. And I'm on another presentation when I get notification from customer service that my very first sell, Miss Beth, had canceled. Oh. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I'd done no mindset training, none. So what am I making that decision mean about me? Hmm. Right? Some of the thoughts, I'm curious, what do you think I'm thinking? Oh man, I failed. Like, I failed. Oh, sadness and yeah. frustration. What's wrong with you? Yeah, what like, happened? What happened? Where did I get it wrong? Mm-hmm. I think. I think the killer thought was I started to think the thought maybe I'm not cut out for this. Mm-hmm. Yes. And when you think thoughts like that, the power of our thoughts and the power of thinking is: Do your thoughts impact your body? Mm-hmm. Of course they do. So I'm thinking thoughts like that. Oh my gosh, I'm so wilted and maybe I'm not cut out for this. Mm-hmm. Where did I get this wrong? And I'm all wilted. Yeah. And this new boss who's pacing the sales floor and walking around sees me, stops and like backs up and looks at me and in his very direct way says, what's up with you? And in my not knowing this gentleman yet mm-hmm. and his personality, I mute my phone because again, I'm on another presentation and I look at him with the most wilted eyes and body language. And I just say to him, my cell canceled. And he looked at me and grabbed the yellow pad piece of paper on my desk and a pen. And in fast fury strokes, he wrote something, underlines it and pushes it back to me pretty quickly. And I look at that yellow pad piece of paper and guess what it said on that piece of paper? So what? <laughs> so what? Oh my. And I was like, oh. And I didn't know how to react, Marge. I mean, it was part of me. Yeah, there was part of me that said, this is the meanest guy I've ever met. (laughs) To like part of me, I wanted to just burst into tears like, oh my gosh. But it was definitely a state change. Mm. It shook me out of Mm -hmm. the thoughts and the thinking I was in is I didn't know, no. Like, how am I going to respond to this? Because see, I was expecting him to be more nurturing. I was expecting him to to get in that with me. Yeah, Yeah, and to say oh, girl, let's get off the phone. Let's Mm -hmm. go get a Diet Coke and a brownie. Let's go love this out of you. Like I was expecting him to get in my drama. Mm -hmm. 
And sometimes, Marge, that's the test of a true leader is in that Mm. moment, I will be forever grateful because that was a pivot moment. Mm. You know, we get pivot moments throughout our life. I would not be sitting here with you today recording this podcast if that pivot moment had not happened. Because that pivot moment where as a great leader in that moment, he cared more about mentoring me than comforting me. And sometimes that's being a great friend, a great mentor or a parent is where we care more about their growth and their mentoring Mm -hmm. than about comforting them. Yes. And I think sometimes we all have the experience with discouragement. I want to share something here I feel strongly to share. Mm -hmm. Some of the best life advice I've ever received comes from my mom. And she says this, you've probably heard me, heard me say this before, where she says, you know, if you're going through hell, don't stop and build a house there. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Is it's normal to visit the zip code of discouragement, Mm -hmm. but do not put in a house and a pool and drapes and fine furniture in Mm -hmm. the zip code of discouragement is, yeah, you can stop by there. But see, I was getting in it. I was making my whole world, my whole potential career mean I wasn't enough or I wasn't going to figure this out or maybe Mm -hmm. I wasn't cut out for this because one sale canceled. And how many of you are letting one person or one event determine your destiny? Right? I mean, this is where we got to drop some truth and tell this because here's the thing. I went on to be the first woman in that company to ever be a top 10 performer. I quadrupled my income, made six figures the Mm -hmm. first time at age 26 because I was willing to work through. And that mindset, I had mentoring. I got introduced to books like As a Man Thinketh, Think and Mm -hmm. Grow Rich. But here's the thing, Marge, is sometimes we let one rejection, Mm -hmm. one sale that cancels, one person that, you Mm -hmm. know, uh, blows us off or breaks up with us or doesn't buy from us or whatever the thing is. And we want to like put our whole future, all of our dreams, all of our potential on one person. Mm-hmm. And I think that is a flawed way of thinking. I didn't know it at the time because I didn't have the mindset, mm-hmm. but that's why it was so pivotal to me and why I'm so passionate about that story and the four SWs is that so what is then followed by the critical piece of someone is waiting I went on to enroll and change so many lives. And now the path that I've been on, I've been almost self-employed for 10 years and Mm -hmm. I've coached and spoken on lots of stages, met lots of people and I've loved it. And it hasn't all been glam and glorious. There's still rough days. There's still Mm -hmm. moments and tough times and things where I've gotten my feelings hurt or someone said something nasty about me or, you know, things like that. I've still Mm -hmm. had to face off with those things comparison of how many letters, how many people, how many notes, emails of saying, gosh, your willingness to follow your truth has changed and blessed my life. Oh yeah. Right. If I were to let Beth and whoever's your Beth in your life mm-hmm. be the one reason why you're not going to succeed. I just think, stop that. Don't because you have, you have favor and you have purpose on your life. Every one of you listening that it's like, like I know Marge and her story. I don't know her whole story, but some of the details, like Marge has faced so many things to be sitting at this moment to have this conversation that's now blessing your lives, have Mm -hmm. the opportunity to listen to it. That's where I was going to go. Right? Is that here's the (laughs) truth. But what whoever's listening is that, you know what? I have empathy. It does hurt. I do have sensitive feelings, Marge, no matter what it looks like on social media. Right? Yeah. I do get my feelings hurt at times, or I, I have sensitive feelings. But here's the truth of like, hey, I'm willing to continue to work through the fears and face them, sometimes with a, a handful of Cadbury mini eggs mm-hmm. or a lot of peanut butter and chocolate. Right. You know? <laughs> I mean, but I'm willing to work through the discomfort mm-hmm. to continue to follow the purpose. And I think for all of you, whether your desire is to write or to paint or to ask that person on a date or to go for it or to get promoted or to grow your network marketing business, whatever your thing is or things, it will require you to persist. Mm-hmm. It will require you to face off with your fears, but just realize fear is just a teacher mm-hmm. and you will live through. I did live through Beth canceling her cell. I did live through different, you know, rejections and moments, but I also created so much success in life on my terms because of that willingness to persist in spite of the fear. I just want to wrap up with this thought and wherever you want to go next mm-hmm. is the fear of rejection is often what's holding people back from having what they want. The fear of some rendition of what will people think of me? What if I fail? What if, what if, what if, what if? And the reality is, is that here's the thing. This, you get one life, one life. And most of those people aren't, it's, it's this idea of, Ooh, what if I'm rejected? 
You'll live through it. Mm-hmm. But what if you can see someone eye to eye and they say, wow, your painting, your work, your product, your service really changed my life, changed my team, helped my family. Mm-hmm. I lost the weight. I got the health. I got the money. I repaired my marriage. I found the love of my life. Mm-hmm. I wrote the book. I published the podcast because of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you deserve that. that is true yes. because of you. <laughs> um, you know, there are situations where it's not someone. It's a real life. It's a real situation yeah. that can hold us and we have a perfect excuse for. Um, I was sharing that. Uh, I was invited to uh, be a ho- uh, a guest at the Ambitious podcast, my friend uh, host, and I shared that the reason why all of that is happening is because I shook myself and say, okay, brush it off, bust up, so what? Um, and I share that story after the, like about a day or two after the big earthquake that took over 200,000 people in my community, we didn't have anything. Yeah. in Haiti, we didn't have anything. We didn't have any hope. We didn't have any, I was JP and I were like boyfriend, girlfriend. We survived that earthquake together and, uh, where we were going to school and there was nothing after that. It was just like, we had all the excuses possible, but. When I saw these doctors and nurses and, you know, psychologists and all of these people coming to my own mess to help my people go through this because we needed it. Um, And I was in a state of depression and Mm. discouragement and sad. Understandably so. Right? But I had that so what from my higher power, which is God. I speak English, which is a big blessing in Haiti, both of us, JP and I. And those doctors who came here, they needed help. You know, okay, mm-hmm. good, y'all are crying and everything, but we're here to help you. Can you help us do help you, you know? So that's how I saw it. I'm like, you know what? We made it. Our family made it. We're alive and we're celebrating. We should be celebrating that we're alive and rise up for the people who are not, for the people who are hurting, for the people who are sad about losing their own house, their family. I am very afraid of hospital and blood and things mm-hmm. like that. I wanted to hide because yeah. I didn't want to be the interpreters that would go everywhere and see all the graphic stuff mm. with the doctors. But there wasn't enough interpreters. I'm like, Here I am in this moment. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? Yeah. I had to boss up and say, you know what? These doctors leave their beautiful countries, their families. They came here to help my people. I have to help them do their job. Mm. So do you know it's because I said, I bossed up and listened to that. So what? Get up and do something. Mm. We started to volunteer. JP was the drivers and I was interpreting and doing all these things and helping them do their job. It was, that was our job. It actually became a real job. We started getting paid. Mm. And one of those doctors had a really hot to hot conversation with me and said, what are you going to do now? Like, what is your plan? And I look at him like, did you just really ask me that? Like, can you see what we're into right now? And we became close. And I did not know he has started a process of um, trying to adopt some kids in Haiti. Hmm. So before he left, we shared number and everything. And he became such good friends to us. He hired us. He hired me to teach his kids in Haiti. And he was the reason why we made it here to America because hmm. he wanted to help us and connect us with some great friends and people. And that's how we got sponsored to come here and study. Hmm. So can you imagine if I try to, you know, stay in my baby mode and somebody buy me a Coke or give me some money so I could make it through that hard earthquake and, and then what, what would happen after that? Yeah. You know, I feel like sometimes when we are in the middle of whatever it is that happened in our lives, somebody or someone or a natural, even a natural catastrophe, there's nobody to blame, Mm -hmm. right? There's still hope. There's still a way to rise up 
through it all. Yeah. And I find it, it's when we decide that we're going to help somebody else who's a little bit weaker. Yes. See, you're onto it. Yeah. So this is, I love that you're saying this and sharing this. And mm-hmm. I didn't know that about you. So thank you. Like, I just love this, Marge. But you were willing to rise up, mm-hmm. right? You know, we both love that song. Right. <laughs> but it's the, also, you were willing to serve. And I think when we're in that space, so similar. So when people say, Tip, how do I overcome my fear of rejection? Like we've talked about this morning. Mm-hmm. Or how do I overcome my heartbreak? Right? Some of the best advice I heard, I was in a dark season of my life, Marge. I wasn't leaving the house except one day a week, and that was to go to church on Sunday. I was in a dark season of life where I didn't even getting out of bed and getting dressed, which you probably have a hard time seeing that in me. Mm-mm. But I was separated and going through a divorce, and I was heartbroken completely. I never, ever thought I'd go through that. I'd lost like 10 pounds in a week. I was a mess. But I still, for that month, it was November 2015, right? You know when it was, like when you know the Mm -hmm. Haiti earthquake was. Mm -hmm. And I was going to church, not 2015, uh, 2005. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I'm like, wait, that's way too soon. That was not, that's (laughs) awful. And I went to, but I would still go to my church services. And it was also my Mm -hmm. best day of the week because I'd get out of the house and go interact and so forth. Well, I'm there at church and in our church, Uh, we have different people get up and give talks, Mm -hmm. as you know, each week instead of one pastor giving this, Mm -hmm. you know, sermons. And this couple got up and this gentleman, I have no idea who it is, but he said this statement from that pulpit that I needed to hear. And he said, service will heal your broken heart. Mm -hmm. And because my heart was so broken, I was like, look, I'm willing to do anything. And I think whether it's overcoming our fear, if it's healing our heart, if it's healing our country, Mm -hmm. you were a big part of that. For a lot of lives, like Marge, you helped a lot of people's lives. Literally, you were life changing because of your willingness to face your own fears. I too, I don't like hospitals, don't like the blood in the gut, mm. so I can totally relate to you. I'm like, oh girl. Mm. But the willingness to say, I'm here to help save lives and I'm here to use the gift that I have where I can, I'm bilingual, I can do this interpretation. But we're onto it is like the power of service is like, how do I overcome my fears? Serve. How do I heal my heart? Serve. How do I grow my business? Serve. As you Mm -hmm. know, my core message that I'm regularly booked to speak on is serve more to sell more. Mm -hmm. And it's the heartbeat of being great in sales is all of you are in the relationship business. Mm -hmm. So it's choosing to say, I'm going to show up and I'm going to serve. So everything in your life gets better. Your marriage, your neighborhood, your community, your business, everything gets better if we increase our capacity and our intention on serving. Mm-hmm. Right? Because the fears are sometimes still there for me, but I'm like, well, I'm here to make an impact. I'm going to show up anyway. Or in that case, oh my gosh, the blood and the guts, dear God, help me get through this, mm-hmm. but I'm going to serve. And that service helps us overcome, I think, as well as it's one of those activator principles, right? When people talk about like the law of attraction mm-hmm. or manifesting, uh, service is an activator life experience. So for all of you that are saying, Tiff, I want to grow my business. If you're listening to this, or we need increased income, start asking or praying the prayer or setting the intention. Who can I serve today? Mm. And sometimes the service has directly to do with your business. And sometimes you get the prompting to say, I should invite my widowed neighbor over for dinner, Mm -hmm. or I'm going to buy someone's coffee in line at at Starbucks, or I'm going to rake their leaves from my person that lives next door, or I'm just going to text my sister Mm -hmm. and tell her I love her. I'm thinking about her. Whatever it might be is there's lots of ways from small to large things of ways we can serve, but you already get it, sis, and it transformed your life. Oh, yeah. Like we, we, we go back all the time and say, hey, if we did not, if we stayed and complain and, you know, or mm-hmm. trying to hustle and trying to make some money or whatever, we probably would not be here in the U.S. today. And, you know... It's, it really is about getting out, like I call it the bus up, <laughs> you know, pat yourself, like give yourself, we say something in Haiti, like tap, tap yourself in the butt three times. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I think I text you that once. I don't know if you did. I love it though. <laughs> it's like, get moving. I don't know what happened. Oh, I know you were going through. Um, some, you know, you lost your dog and everything mm-hmm. and we, it was your birthday. And I said, okay, yeah, yeah. you have about a week and I'm going to tap you in the <laughs> butt like three times. Thank you. <laughs> cause it's true. Cause to your point, yeah. like you, when you said, you know, we went from talking about it to saying, you know, sometimes people are, we've all been where we're in a tough spot, mm-hmm. you know, and like 
the earthquake in Haiti, like you said, it took 200,000 lives, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, massive world destruction. World record of destruction. Right, massive. Destruction, and like, yeah. can you imagine those that still, that were living though, the chaos mm. and the confusion, right? Or you've been through a divorce or you've mm. lost someone you love, or as Marge is referring to, I lost a golden retriever that had uh-huh. been like the love of my life kind of relationship, oh, sweetheart. Love we love that boy. Love you, Jeeves. But to Marge's point, she's like, I'll give you some time to grieve, but you can't build a house in that zip code. <laughs> And that's yep. a good true friend. Yep. It's mm-hmm. like honoring the grief, honoring the tenderness. Mm. And yet I really believe like that mentor said to me, so what? And I was so wanted, I didn't know if I should be offended, if I should cry, if I should get mm. mad, but it, it had an impact. And it was it a did. pivotal moment where a lot of the woman I became because his mentoring, he was willing to be a true friend. He wasn't going to let me put roots in that, that drama. I was trying to get in it and I was trying to invite him into it. Yes. And he was not having it. He said, so what? So what? She canceled. Mm. No biggie. But I was making that one little thing be a really big deal. Now, sometimes it is a big deal, like a massive earthquake, mm-hmm. or you lose the love of your life, or you, you know, or go you through choose divorce. choose it to, right. be, to define your future or your right. success. Or right. That's so we want to have is. empathy for mm-hmm. the tender things for ourselves and for each mm-hmm. other, to be kind, to be compassionate, and not or... So it's not if I'm, am I compassionate or am I in growth mode? Yet, if you're still in a human skin suit right now, and you are because you're listening to this, Mm -hmm. then life has plans for you. And life wants you to choose in because life won't force you to choose in. You can choose to stay holed up in your bedroom with drapes drawn and, you know, no light and have only takeout delivered to your front door and not Mm -hmm. shower for weeks. You know, you can choose all of that. But there will become a day where it's like, I'm going to invite you to choose differently, like Marge is saying. Face uh-huh. it and say, okay, s- someone's waiting. I've got more work to do. If you're alive yeah. and listening, you have more work to do. Someone That's is waiting, a sign. baby. Yeah, babe. Okay, well, sharing uh, one of my favorite quotes from one of my favorite human in the planet. If there's one thing I've learned in life, it's the power of using your voice. I tried my best to speak the truth and shed light on the stories of people who are often brushed aside. Hmm. That was from former first lady, Michelle Obama. Isn't that like so juicy? So juicy. Isn't it sometimes so that we, when we, I found it for myself, anytime I speak up on something, it's not just for me. If I'm trying to rise from something or trying to find the courage for something, Mm. I realize it's not only for myself. I realize that I do it for many people who probably are hiding Mm. or just like she said, you know, brushed aside a little bit. Um, Whatever it is, if it's a post or a blog or something, you would find someone get in the DM or send an email and say, hey, I'm so... I'm so glad you shared that. It just empowered me for this, this, this or just mm-hmm. inspired me to do this or that. So, so one of the reasons why we should think of someone is waiting is really someone is waiting. Really? Yeah. If you have, I don't know, like 400 people who see your Instagram stories, for example, you might say, ah, I don't care. Nobody's going to care. Like, why should I share that? Or... You know, you feel that, right? Mm-hmm. But there's always, I find that it's its really interesting. Someone is always waiting. I uh, spoke and sing at a conference once and I, sh- I sing um, This Is Me. Mm. And then I shared a couple uh, uh, thoughts on being positive and, you know, and... About like months later, someone sent me a message on my Facebook, you know, first of all, to thank me and, you know, tell me that she felt so good and she was inspired, you know, I'm like, oh yeah, thanks. But then a couple of days later, that same person said, oh, I am having a really hard time. Like this week has been really tough and I don't think I can make it like I don't see any reason why I'm leaving you know and she's been having like a lot of hard thoughts Mm -hmm. but she said 
but I keep holding on to that performance and your message. So even if it's one person, mm -hmm. one person you can save, mm -hmm. one person you can change their perspective and of life and mm -hmm. finding their own value, finding that they are valued because we're all masterpiece. We all mm. contribute to this yes. world. So that's why I live so much by this concept. So what? Someone is waiting. Yes, ma'am. And it doesn't have, sometimes we think it has to be like, 5,000 followers liking our post or commenting or things like that. And it's not that, mm -hmm. you know, we might, it's, it's good. It's a good thing to have, to be an influencer, to have people like mm -hmm. commenting on what we have to share. But there is that someone that you, that is really waiting mm -hmm. for what you have to offer. Someone who's on the side, someone who's waiting for you and I, Tiff, mm -hmm. to speak up for them. Yeah. Can I share a thought that just came mm -hmm. up? So thank you for sharing that because it's so true is the one, right? Mm -hmm. And when I think about from spiritual teachings to just personal feelings about it, it's like, wow, the power of the one mm -hmm. and the willingness to go find the one or serve the one is really has some resonance. But here's the thing. I Earlier this year in Utah, up in Park City, as you know, there's a annual film festival mm -hmm. called the Sundance Film Festival. And some different friends of mine and some thought leaders were in a film called We Rise Up, the movie. And it debuted at Sundance as well as several other film festivals around the U.S. and even maybe even internationally this year. Great film. Keep your eye on it. I hope it gets I picked will. up. But after the film, there was a, a, a panel of some of the different people that were in the film. And this particular guy named Tom... And Tom had this really successful career with Google. I mean, this guy is just brilliant. I think his name's Tom Chi, C-H-I. And Tom was talking about how, you know, he shared his life story. I mean, he's very successful with Google and engineering. And, and he had this experience where he found himself in the ER and having massive internal bleeding and needed like six blood transfusions. And he woke up the next day and he had this most interesting thought where he's like, I'm not even me anymore. I'm the combination of me and six other people, complete strangers uh, who out of the goodness of their heart chose uh, to give blood and that I'll never meet and have the opportunity to think, but because of the kindness of others, my mm -hmm. life is sustained. And I know that I want, it was a life-changing moment for him of, I want to do more for the positivity for the planet, not just be successful and make mm -hmm. a lot of money. Mm -hmm. He was already doing that. And so he had this comment where he said, similar as you mentioned in Instagram, he said, um, this gentleman at the film festival walked up to him and said, you know, I found you on Instagram. You don't have that many followers. And he's like, yeah, I know. He's like, and, and he he took it with his stride. He was mm -hmm. laughing about it. And, and we all kind of were chuckling in the audience. And he said, I think what that life-changing experience taught me is a really defining moment is do I want to be an important person or do mm -hmm. I want to do important work in mm -hmm. the world? And so I think one of the ways, again, we all have the needs to feel valued, significant, important. Mm -hmm. but sometimes if we're not careful, our ego wants to run the show and make mm -hmm. it all about the followers or all about oh, yeah. the car we drive or the things, mm -hmm. rather than the discernment between back to the power of service. And if you really want to have a rich life, and I mean rich in every way of the word, is service will be a governing value. And when he said that, when Tom said that, I've, I'm obviously still thinking about it months later as we're recording this today, mm -hmm. where do I want to be an important person or do I want to do important work in mm -hmm. the world? Mm -hmm. And by doing the important work, actually a lot of opportunity comes your way and experiences mm -hmm. and so forth. But to me, that was a really important discernment is to your point is that it's irrelevant of other people's opinions. It's about, are you making a contribution mm -hmm. and are we doing our part? So I know we could philosophize about that forever, but as you yeah. were sharing that, I just think, man, and, and to the amazing quote by Michelle Obama, is your willingness to use your voice mm -hmm. and whatever influence you have to help support others and bring to light important issues and needs and be able to be part of the solution and part of the contribution. Sometimes we feel like it's a small thing, but hey, life is made up of lots of small things compiled together. And so it does Amen, matter, sister. right? It does mm. matter. And so sometimes we think, oh, I got to look a certain way. I got to have a certain background. I got to be a certain age. I got to be a certain gender. I got to be a certain socioeconomic. I got to, like, we have all these false ideas is what you need 
is that makes heart. you right who you are. Or you something. need purpose and contribution. Mm. I mean, Marge, you came out of a country that was demolished, basically. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. and like I probably had not much, mm. right? Oh no, yep, right. You're right. And I'm similar. I mean, I was raised in in a situation different, of course, but in comparison of like, I mean, grew up pretty poor. You know, and that's all subjective because poor mm-hmm. is like, well, we weren't living on the street. Mm-hmm. We did have a roof over our heads, but it's just the awareness that it was more though. I was raised in a home with a lot of love and a lot of then encouragement to grow mm-hmm. and learn and, and progress. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, I think that means we come back to contribution is your most fulfilling life will be centered around contribution. Whatever way you want to do it, you know? Yes. Yes. What is your, your own definition of love? Mm. My own definition of love. I'm like, <laughs> well, love is love. <laughs> <laughs> I think love is that high vibrational state that I think love is, is we can say is a feeling, but it's a choice. Mm. I think love is the choice to be and do regardless of how we might feel in the moment, but that we're choosing in to say, I choose love. Like I think of love obviously as a verb. Mm. I also experience it as a state where I'm connected to peace and I'm connected to God, where I'm connected to others. But I think it's the format of feeling and being in our, our true self. Our true selves, I believe, are oriented to love. I think we learn fear and we learn uh, stereotypes. We learn hate. Mm-hmm. But at the core, who we really are is love. Some of us, though, the, I think the biggest thing where most of us are doing at this point of life is, and by this point of life, I would say if you're past 25, is it's less about what do I need to learn and become. That's still mm-hmm. part of it, but it's mm-hmm. more so what do I need to unlearn? What fears yes. have I picked up? What uh, limiting beliefs you know, that, that um, block the love? The love's always there. It's just sometimes there's a covering of it. Yes, I like that. I love that. Ah, if you had to tell yourself something at the age of 21, what would it be? Mm. Oh my gosh, how much time do we have? (laughs) (laughs) I would say, I think what most would say some rendition of, but I think just answering it authentically from my heart is I would say a few things. One, I, I, and I wish, I wish I could go back and coach my 21 year old self. (laughs) But I would tell my 21-year-old self a couple of things. The heartbeat, I would say, trust yourself. Trust your own heart. Honor what's Mm. true for you. And, you know, believe in yourself and really go for what you want. And I would say specifically as well, I mean, if we're just, again, saying all the things, I would tell myself, be aware that the people in your life, and when it comes specifically to dating or getting engaged or married, I would say, be in tune with, what's really right for you, right? At that point of my life, the way that I've, I have in my, my previous self in those years, I navigated a lot of life and decision-making based on who showed me attention mm. versus me being in discernment of, like I waited, my, what I mean by that is I waited to be picked and mm. I fell in love with being picked and the, the love and attention versus me really knowing myself. And sometimes knowing yourself does come with some time. Mm-hmm. But rather than me really looking at, is this what's best for me, right for me? Is this really an alignment? And that isn't a judgment on my former spouse. It's more so about the conversation that I just didn't know myself. And Marge, truthfully, I didn't love myself. Mm. And I think and a lot that's of the us work. are struggling with that. Yeah. Mm. And that's the real work if we're just like, oh, okay. And so we hustle for approval in a partner or we hustle for approval in our work and our accreditations or our schooling or our parenting or, or whatever, which way our gym workouts, like we all, it's, it's part of being human, but because I didn't have love for myself, I was really Mm. susceptible that if someone came along and showed me a lot of attention, Mm. I fell in love with their attention Mm. because that attention made me feel worthy and deserving and valuable versus me giving that to myself. Mm. So that's kind of a long answer to go to, I would say to my 21-year-old self, summing that all up is like, love you, take care of you, mm. get to know yourself, date yourself, What, who are you and what do you need and want versus, and I think more women can probably relate to this than, than not, is that you know, a lot of women can relate to that as they wait for permission or they wait to be picked or they wait to be 
you know, mm-hmm. scooped up and given that love. and all of that. Mm-hmm. I had a very special uh, experience with you on that uh, subject. Um, if you are listening and haven't heard the first episode or the part A and part B with um, relationship, uh, which I did with my husband, um, you can go back and listen and that'll make sense. I remember one day I was actually literally in a hotel room. I was mm, in a distress. This. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> And I called my go-to girl, Tara. <laughs> she was not answering me. And I messaged you and asked her, I need Tara. Where is she? <laughs> and then you, you felt the need to say, are you okay? And yeah. I said, no, I'm not. Yeah. And then I just kind of like dropped all the texts on you. And you told me something. And I did it. I did exactly what you told me. Um, I was in a bad shape. And you told me, Take care of yourself. Go out there. Do something. Find a place to just go. Like go for a massage, whatever it is. Can you just go and take care of yourself? And I did that. I got up. I went to a place called Happy Toe or Happy Head something. Mm. (laughs) It was good. (laughs) And I spent, um, I was like completely myself. I just took a shower and just, just went and Pad for whatever it was, like 90-minute massage. That changed my whole day. Yeah. I did it. And boy, sometimes we just think that, oh, somebody else need to make us happy. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And, and we do have that power. Mm-hmm. If we say, you know what? I'm going to walk away from this. Go find somebody to serve. Go play my favorite song go to that salon, Mm. go to that massage place. Yeah. You know, we completely let, and you said that exact same thing, let our happiness be in somebody else's hand or something. I don't know if I quote it right. I think it's... You're really big on self-care. Can you talk, can you like brainwash our listeners a little (laughs) bit on that? (laughs) Well, I have a couple of things. And first, I just want to say thank you for reaching out to me. And I always hope if you're in a spot that you'll reach out to me because it does take trust and courage Mm. to do it, you know. And I really felt that and was like sending you so much love when you were in that space Mm because we've all been there at some point where we've just felt, oh. But here's the thing about life and love and relationships is that I'm a big fan of great relationships, you know, Mm. great friendships, great love, great sharing as relationships bring so much juice and joy to life. So it's not an either or. I really believe mm-hmm. in and. And you'll have even better relationships if you're, you treat yourself like a conscious relationship that you invest in yourself. Here's, here is the thing. I never, as I've already shared and gotten vulnerable, so I mean, I don't feel like I, it's, <laughs> I can just keep along <laughs> the thought. It's the real deal right. here. <laughs> is, you know, when I got divorced and so forth, and that was a really big experience for me because in my belief system and and spiritually and otherwise, I mean, I just thought I'd be married forever. Well, the reality mm. is, is that you do have a few lifers in your life and you do have some great friends and, and people that will travel the life with you, but you'll also have a, you'll have more seasonal relationships than lifers, mm. right? And that doesn't mean they all end with a big drama. No, it's just, it's like some of my college friends I don't really see now because, you know, lives mm-hmm. have moved on and we're doing different things and, or so forth. But you're the one relationship you're guaranteed to travel this life path with. You might stay in a relationship for 50 years and you might for 10. Uh, You just don't know. What you do know is you'll be with you. Mm -hmm. And if you want to have healthier, better relationships, you're the core nucleus of every relationship you're connected to. So choosing to take care of your mind, body, heart, spirit. And I do have a few resources people can access that can support you to go deeper with this work is my website, tiffanyspeaks.com. There's a tab at the top called free resources. Click that. And it's the second one down that says the self-care guide. Mm-hmm. And I'll link everything in the awesome. description of the podcast. And then on my YouTube channel, there's a three-part video series called Self-Care Equals Success, parts mm-hmm. one, two, I'll and three. I'll send that to all of my girlfriends. Oh, thank you, sis. <laughs> it, it's just great sharing and content for all of us. So those are a couple of resources that can help you take it deeper. It's just truly, you know, self-care is this big buzzword right now. And I love that it's getting more attention. And sometimes it is a massage or a manicure, right? Mm-hmm. Like I love to get my oh, nails done. I needed done that or, massage. Or I need a massage, right? 
there's various forms of self-care, but at the heartbeat of self-care, it's the willingness to honor and love yourself. Mm. And sometimes self-care is, hey, I need a financial uh, up level. I need to put myself on a plan mm. or I need to let go of a, a certain something or someone that's toxic in my life or I need to heal a relationship or mm. I need to forgive or I need to get to the gym. It's a variety of things, but it's saying I'm willing to invest in me mm-hmm. and take better care of me. Mm-hmm. And you're the thing about you, Marge, that I love and that I, I just am excited to watch and continue to watch what's coming for your life is you're always willing to grow and you're always willing to work on yourself. It's a part of who you are, like as long as I've known you. And so, you know, it's like some people will hear a podcast like this and like, oh, that was nice. And some people will say, I'm going to go take those three or four action items and I'm implementing them right away. And you're the latter. You're the person that says, I listened to the audiobook, I listened to the podcast, I went to the live event. Mm. And I didn't just hear it. I went and did it. Follow up. Yeah. Because great you ideas. You taught me that Well, too. honey, the reality is, is great coaching, no matter who's giving it, doesn't change your life. Mm-hmm. It's only applied action that will change your life, mm-hmm. change your world. It's like, I can, similar for myself, I know a lot. I read and consume a ton. I've, I've trained and, and done a ton of things for myself and, and then I've lived it and practiced it. But there are times if I get out of my own rituals... I see the impact of that. Like I mm. still have to practice and apply yeah, the content yeah, yeah. no matter we, we how good it is. We don't have to be perfect, but you teach that oh, yeah, a lot. Be, committed. be consistent. Yeah. Yeah. I love you. I love you. Ah, that was so juicy. <laughs> I'm going to link everything about the amazing Tiff and the description. I love you all so much. Go out there, do something good, stand up for yourself, which means when you stand up for yourself, you stand up for someone else. Yes. Right. So be good today. Remember to tune in for our daily yummy, juicy drops of devotionals. If you haven't, go listen to the other ones. And I will leave you with a big... Um, today. You're not only out there for yourself, you're out there because somebody